Hello and welcome to another episode of Diminishing Returns. This week, Sol and I are joined once again by Disney fanboy Howard Jenkins to discuss Aladdin and its straight-to-video sequels. Expect lots of praise for Robin Williams, an inevitable discussion about race, and an interesting peek into how the animation industry works. Enjoy! Yeah, Aladdin, 1992 Disney film, I think generally regarded as one of Disney's best. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah? Yeah. Do you not, would you not say? I, I, I'm not. Is that just a generational thing? Is that is that because people my age think it's one of the best, but it's someone your age ago, oh, well, I like ones from my childhood. This is so from my childhood. My music. <laughs> Three caballeros. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Victory through air power. I remember the way we cheered as we watched those animated bombs take out Hitler's bad boys. <laughs> well, I mean, not to give too much away straight up front, but uh, I was a little bit underwhelmed by this. I haven't seen it for a long time. It felt like it had aged quite badly. Oh, I must say, I think politically speaking, this film has aged oh, significantly yes. oh, wait, wait. the last few oh, years. Oh, ding dong. Most definitely. <laughs> ding dong. So, uh, yeah, is it going to be the there's doorbell? A, there's someone, a new, there's a new comedy to... character at the door. Do you open the door for me, please? I'll just. <laughs> All right, I'll just get the door. Uh, I wonder, I wonder who it's going to be. Do you? No, it's... should we? Should we have a guess? How you're not guessing it? I think it might be something to do with Robin Williams, but I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> All right, let's open the door. Who is it? Hello, uh, hello, lads. It's me. It's definitely not racist Liam Neeson here. I... <laughs> I'm going to start dropping in on the show whenever <laughs> things might be getting a little bit racist, just to make sure I nothing's going on. I wasn't expecting Liam Neeson! <laughs> out, of, out of every... I thought, oh, it could be Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unconnected. I love it. <laughs> see, I, All right, I've it's got... It's definitely not racist, Liam Neeson. I'm, see, What's your shtick going to be? I'm atoning and torn for um, my past. Because I know, I know, I've said some things in the past that I shouldn't have. So I'm going around now, just checking off the old racism there, making sure everybody knows what's racist and what's not. So, uh, Liam, can we can we throw back to you periodically throughout? <laughs> yes, this I, I'll just to be check sitting, if something not, is or isn't racist. Just, just uh, yeah, I'll just be sitting and listening in there, uh, and you can tell me. You can ask me, uh, is that a racist accent? And I'll say yes or no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. I, I love I love our new direction of sort of having characters who come in and actually have a purpose on the show instead of just saying "Hello, my name is" and then hey leaving, no. which is what we used to do. <laughs> right, Aladdin. Yeah, there's a street yeah. rat. He gets a lamp. It's got a genie in it. Yeah, it's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a musical. It's got music by uh, the wonderful uh, Alan Menken and Tim Rice. Ah, uh, we... so... Is that right? Oh, no, no, hang on. So it's half and oh. half. So Howard Ashman did three songs, and then he passed Howard away Ashman, before he could yes. finish it. So Tim Rice came in and did the rest. So That was it. We, we touched on this in our Little Shop of Horrors episode uh, fairly recently, and how hmm. Howard Ashman and... Um, 
uh, Tim Rice, if I got the right combination there, pretty much, well, they're a huge, huge part of the Disney renaissance and, and the turning Disney around. And, and Yeah, 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 definitely. It was Howard Ashman, definitely, that, that kind of, you know, came came in and kind of said, you know, you need to make them like Broadway musicals and you need the songs to yeah. kind of service the story and, mm, it, mm. yeah, really changed the face of Disney and saved it, really, you mm. know, from, from where it was. And uh, they, they you know, they did an excellent job on Aladdin. Um, mm. I think it's some of the... Well, personally, I think they're some of the best musical numbers just ever of all time, but they're, I think yeah. they're generally regarded as some of the best Disney songs um they they won the film an oscar for the song a whole new world i believe friend like me was also nominated yeah that sounds about right cuz yeah a whole new world won the oscar and they also won an oscar uh, alan menken won an oscar for the score of this film as well Whew. oh right and rightly okay. so cuz the music in this film is just phenomenal oh, i think from yeah. start to finish it's not just the musical numbers it's it's everything um, so Aladdin, um, again, I think often quite overlooked just in terms of the influence it had on the industry of Hollywood. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, this is from a time when animated films were a thing, but it wasn't like nowadays where there were 20 different studios pumping out multiple animated films a year because they just mm. churn in money, which they do. Uh, you make yeah. a family-friendly animated film, it's probably the safest thing you can invest your money in, frankly. Uh, mm. Parents take their kids to see any old shit. But back then, you know, it was much more of a, I think, a risky endeavour. It wasn't quite the thing where you just pump these things out. And celebrity big-name actors was not the done thing. No, not at all. Putting in, putting in stuff to keep mum and dad entertained wasn't really a concern. Um, mm. Not not to the point that it you know nowadays these films are made for adults primarily I would argue and, and yeah yeah just make I agree. Sure that kids can sit through them but and I and I think this is very much the start of that Shrek is the film that cemented it yeah I do think this was the the beginning of that and obviously that is mm. pretty much down to Robin Williams who I don't think anyone could argue isn't the the man who makes this film mm. yeah what definitely. It is. Mm. Oh, absolutely! I mean, one, absolutely. my my notes my note at thirty four minutes was, oh, this film suddenly came to life because <laughs> it was quite. I think I made the exact on. same note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it's. I think I made a note along the lines of I was beginning to switch off. Yeah, and then Robin <laughs> Williams turned up, and it's like just a, a breath of energy. It's like, oh, this is wonderful now. Why? Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Hang on a second. Whoa! Wow! Does it feel good to be out of there? I'm telling you, nice to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, where are you from? What's your name? Uh, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Hello, Aladdin. Nice to have you on the show. Can we call you Al, or maybe just Din? Or how about Laddie? Sounds like here, boy. Come on, Laddie. <laughs> I must have hit my head harder than I thought. I just I I think it's a real example because I feel like nowadays they just put celebrities in for the sake of it, oh, yeah. and they will just put you know they'll just put Kit Harrington in in How to Train Your Dragon two, and they'll just put whoever in whatever. Yeah, whereas I, I feel often, like there's often no concern given to how the voice works with that character design yeah. as well. It often looks really jarring and horrible, whereas 
Genie's obviously been designed with Robin Williams in mind and around him. Yeah. And it, 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 yeah. And had it had it been a different person doing the voice, it would have been a very different performance, and it would have been a very mm. different film. Well, it, it really would have. We, we'll we'll get to this later, but we have a very good good example of what it would be if you put someone else in that character um, <laughs> in, the, in the sequel when yeah. <clears throat> when they put a very talented voice actor in that role. Uh, and he just yeah, and it's I mean, and there is it's just not the same. It's a good performance, yeah. but it's just not yeah, the same. Yeah, and yeah. and it's the difference. It's a good performance from a man bringing his A game, mm. trying his hardest to fill yeah. those shoes. And like you say, a very talented voice actor doing mm, that, absolutely, just not being able to do it. Well, let's come back to that. Let's not let's mm. not get into that yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have we have we done a we haven't done a Robin Williams film yet, have we? We've done Jumanji. Oh, we have done Jumanji. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just. Just an incredibly inherently likable presence, Robin Williams. I, I think oh yeah, he famously did this film for scale. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but he did. I think he. I. I, I think it's because I think he'd said that he wanted to just do something for his kids because I, I think he'd had. He just right. recently had kids, and he kind of said he wanted to be part of the Disney thing. He wanted to do something that his kids could watch and enjoy, um, and he just he just really wanted to be a part of that. But he didn't want. He didn't want it to be overly commercialized, and he didn't yeah. want them to. Yeah, I mean, they didn't again, want them we'll, to we'll, use him to sell the film. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into this more, I think, with the second and third one. But yeah, he he sti- he made a lot of stipulations in his contract, which um, Disney proceeded to just like shit all over and wipe their ass yeah. with and ignore, like bizarrely. So I don't know why. Why would you? Yeah, I know they're like a huge evil corporation and everything, but like. But surely you want the option to bring him back for the sequel. Why would you do that? It's such a surely the fact that he's yeah. agreed to do it for scale is such a big thing anyway that you just think, yeah, fuck it. But yeah, he mm. he stipulated that, um, for example, the the voice couldn't be used in merchandising, the genie couldn't be used uh, for. I think he couldn't take up more than seventy five percent of the poster or was it 25 percent? i think it was 25 i think it was, yeah oh yeah because he was saying was, look it's a supporting smaller. character isn't it like they didn't he didn't want yeah, to yeah 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 um and and just stuff like that uh and yeah D- disney were like nope the poster's the genie and nothing else <laughs> robin <laughs> yeah, williams a giant the genie <laughs> yeah yeah um and he was understandably i think furious with them and and you know fell out with them over this but more on that later mm. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the genie some more, but who else is in this film? We've got Scott Weinger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying yeah. that correctly. As Aladdin, he's been dining out on this role for his entire life. So he's yeah, quite he a young man, wasn't yeah. he, at the time? He was 17, I believe. But, I was going to ask yeah. this, is Aladdin supposed to be like 15, something like that? Is that kind of the idea? Of... I think he's meant to be a lot he's, younger than he comes across. He's yeah. 18, I think. I think I think he's. I think that's his exact age. I... I but I think are they basically going? Oh yeah, he's eighteen because we have to take seriously that they're going to get married. That all that comes that with that, whereas they want him to be fifteen. Well, in 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 the original kind of concept, he was going to be a lot younger and a lot smaller and scrawnier. But they they kind of discovered that when they paired him up with Jasmine, he seemed too much of a little boy next to her. So they so they they made him a kind of taller and a bit more muscular and masculine, so that they would look like 
a better fit together. Yeah, um, yeah I think, they, I think... they made him more of a Tom Cruise figure, right? I, yeah. I believe they yeah. literally <laughs> used Tom Cruise as a basis, though I can't remember if yeah. I just imagined that or not. Um, Je- Je- Jeffrey Katzenberg kind of said to the directors, he kind of said, at the minute you've got Michael J. Fox and Julia Roberts, and it doesn't work. You need you need Tom Cruise and Julia Roberts, and then it will work. So, yeah. So, so they, said we they got Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Linda Larkin is Princess Jasmine, uh, who was uh, partly based um, on Jennifer Connelly by the animator, uh, oh, just okay. in terms of her movements and stuff. He also based it partly on his sister, but a uh, mixture of the two. We got Jonathan Freeman, who plays Jafar, who I have never really appreciated until rewatching this film the other night. Mm. Um Apparently they they wanted Patrick Stewart in this role, mm-hmm. and yeah. he couldn't do it because he was busy filming Star Trek: The Next Generation. And at some point, he called it the biggest regret of his career. Yeah, I heard that would that. have been would have been wonderful to have him in the role. But yeah. like I say, re rewatching this, I think Jonathan Freeman brings a lot to it. He's doing a kind of Boris Karloff thing, <laughs> which I never picked yeah. up on when I was younger. <laughs> A beautiful desert bloom such as yourself should be on the arm of the most powerful man in the world. What do you say, my dear? Why, with you is my queen. Never! Ah! I'll teach you some respect! Mm. I, I looked up Jonathan Freeman. I thought, oh, he's going to have like 400 voice acting credits. And he hasn't. He hasn't got a lot at all. He's some voice stuff, some acting stuff, but I believe he played Jafar on the the in the Disney stage version of Aladdin. He did, yeah, in the Broadway version. But for mm. someone who's had a career for thirty odd years, it's not. He's got mm. well. It, it says here he's got forty four credits. So there you go. It's not a lot, is it? Yeah. What I what I what I really like about that is that um, Jonathan Freeman looks nothing like Jafar in real yeah. life. He's well, you know he's actually this big this really big guy and whereas Jafar is this really kind of skinny thing and and you know I I just love that they've managed to find a character that fits that voice so well but looks nothing <laughs> like the voice actor I think it's just well, brilliant. I, I've got a little quiz that ties into this. Um <laughs> is it, a little PC quiz. Is it Is okay. it how many non-white people are in Aladdin? <laughs> it is. Uh including Including uncredited cast members, there are 26 voice actors in this film. Okay. Uh, how okay. many of them are of Middle Eastern heritage? Zero. Uh, <laughs> you're going for zero, Howard? I'm going to go for one, because it's. I think it's going to be zero, <laughs> but I want to give a different answer. Alan is correct. The answer <laughs> is zero. Okay, oh, question number yikes. two. Question number two. How many of them are not white? <laughs> Uh, two, zero. It is a tie. The answer is one. <laughs> there is oh, one okay. non-white oh. cast member in the film. It is the uncredited Leah Salonga who provides the singing voice for Princess oh, Jasmine. Yes, she is Filipino. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the, this is the PC quiz. What percentage <laughs> of uh, GOP voters, that is Republican primary voters in America? In 2015, supported the bombing of Agrabah. <laughs> I don't feel like it can be too high because I just think that's ridiculous. But I think, oh, I'm going to say, f- I'm going to say 15. percent 
<laughs> I'm going to say 87%. <laughs> um, well, Howard is cur- like closest, okay. but it is twice what you said. It was 30%. <laughs> That is still ridiculous. It's I mean, shocking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> final, final question. Let's see if one of you can can pull this away from the other one. Uh, Robin Williams not only plays the genie, who uh, there's an argument to be made is supposed to be Jewish, um, but he also plays the Arabian merchant at the start of the film. Welcome to Agrabah, city of mystery. Oh, enchantment. Oh, the finest merchandise this time ever shown on sale today. Come on down. <laughs> yep. I will give you a point for every instance you can name where Robin Williams has played someone other than a white guy in a film. Hmm. Okay. So am I am I to tell you the characters or do you want me to guess a number? Uh tell me tell me as many of them as you can. So yeah. Okay. Character or film if you can name any of them. There's surprisingly not many. I thought I was gonna dig into a C V <laughs> and it was just gonna be overflowing with the time Robin Williams did some ill advised blackface and the time he dressed up as a Chinese man. Didn't happen. He he was Well can um, I can I put forward uh his characters from Happy Feet? Okay. Let me tell something to you. Come close. Don't be afraid. You want answers. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Nothing else? No. Then this is very easy. You go see Loveless. You bring this stranger before me. He doubts my powers. He compares me to a stork. The voices are shrieking in my head. They say, Loveless, who is this fool? Um, yeah, I will accept that. I will accept that. They, they are, of course, both penguins, but he is doing a a Mexican voice and a black guy voice. Yeah, I'll give you a point for Happy Feet. And happy <laughs> feet okay. Too. I mean, I I was going to guess the robot in Robots because he's a robot, but I don't think this is. I don't think that's what the quiz is. Um, I could only find one clear cut, obvious example of this that isn't getting clever like Alan just did. Oh, he was a oh. What about that character in Friends when he had that random cameo in Friends? Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he was there with Billy Crystal and it was really odd. I have a feeling I, my wife is sleeping with her gynecologist. <clears throat> How do you know? Well, you know, he's got access. You know? <laughs> you know, it's a feeling you get, you know? Like when you go bowling and you know you're in somebody else's shoes? That's the one. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you a point for that. That's definitely going to be some sort of minority, whatever it was. <laughs> um, the only one I could find uh, was he played uh, multiple characters called Hector in the film Being Human, which uh, were okay. versions of a guy throughout time. The fourth version of which is a Portuguese man. So he's, he's meant to be kind of... Um, some would say Hispanic, some would say... That's offensive in Portuguese, other mm. thing. Um, you can do Portuguese. That's fine. You can do European. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> and and I would have accepted he played uh, Jacob in Jacob the Liar, who was a a Polish Jew in 1944. I'm sure he's he's probably played Jewish characters in quite a few films. So, mm. uh, yeah, 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 but that's the only one where it's particularly overt. He he, I think, was often. Assumed to be Jewish, Robin Williams. Uh, I've seen him referred to as a, a an adopted Jew by the Jewish community, mm. but he <laughs> he was not. He was from uh, Scottish and English heritage. 
so yeah, that's that's a draw then between you guys. Two points each. What about Mork from Ork? Is that is that what okay? about what? That Mork? Mork from Ork. <laughs> He's an alien, so yeah. <laughs> I'm an alien. Okay. Back to the cast. Who else have we got in this? We have got Frank Welker giving perhaps oh. the finest performance of his career. As soon yeah. as I heard the monkey goes, and it's like, oh, that's Frank Welker. <laughs> it's like I don't know why I can identify Frank Welker's squeak now. <laughs> I think I think Frank Welker is phenomenally talented, and I yeah. think he brings so much life and personality to Abu the monkey. Abu. What? Uh, Abu says, uh, that's not fair. Oh, did he? Yeah, of course. And does Abu have anything else to say? Well, uh, he wishes there was something he could do to help. He shouldn't have that much um, life and personality about him. In a way that sounds very, like, authentic. It's not... if, If that had been... Uh, to pick a voice actor at random, if that had been John DiMaggio, it would sound like a guy <laughs> yeah. doing a monkey noise. <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. sounds like a monkey in a cartoon with like personality and so he's he's, mm. he's great. He's uh, yeah, he's he's one of the best out there, I think. And I think mm. isn't he also the voice of Raja the Tiger and then the Tiger Head Cave? I imagine so. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine he's every he's... animal in the film, if any of them make any noise. He's every animal in anything, yeah. as, as well he should be. Um, who else have we Oh, apart from, of course, Iago, who is played by Gilbert Gottfried. Again, yeah. brilliant, brilliant casting. Brings so much to that role. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out. I gotta start packing, your highness. Only a center. We gotta travel light. Bring the guns, the weapons, the knives. And uh, how about this picture? I don't know. I think I'm making a weird face in it. <laughs> Well, I, I really think uh, Iago as a character is wasted in this first film. I agree, yeah. um, and he does become much more of a, a significant part in the sequels, which I like. Well, I I remember because I I mean when Aladdin first came out on DVD back in two thousand four or something, I was obsessed with it, and I, I listened to all the audio commentaries and everything, and I remember them saying that they one of the main reasons that they had a stand up comedian playing Iago was because they they wanted somebody to kind of fill in the time until the genie came on screen because because they because <laughs> they didn't want the genie to be so much of a shock you know 35 yeah, minutes yeah. in well he does um he does improvise you know he does add a lot of humor when he's on screen um so he is kind of like a little lesser robin williams that, that well I, I see what you're saying in the sense that it is just like uh, it, that's the character that lets you know what the sense of humor of this film yeah. is going to be yeah i believe so when yeah. the genie uh, comes in it's not yeah it's not i believe the line where he says how about this picture i don't know i'm making a, a stupid face in it I, th- I believe that was an improvised line for example yeah. so he was doing the same sort of stuff as robin williams just less overtly and apparently Robin Williams found that hilarious. Apparently he was listening in on that recording session and apparently he loved it and just found Gilbert Godfrey really funny, which is just really... That is the sort of... Th- but that's, that's the sort of thing that Robin Williams is pumping out every 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's Gilbert Godfrey gold. Yeah. It's- yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty great cast, um, although they are all white people, and that, of course, would not be how they'd approach this film in this day and age. No, certainly not. And and some of them doing you know doing the accent. It's it, some of them are just doing like American accents or British accents. So. Well, that was that was the interesting thing, and and from what I can tell, it's not no particularly different in this uh, remake. But like 
Aladdin's a kind of California surfer dude voice. <laughs> so yeah. not only is it American, but it's, it doesn't quite match what I think it should be. It doesn't feel right. It's like too cool teenager kind of. I know what you mean. That guy. that feels like a real relic of the 90s that they yeah, portray yeah. him in that way. That feels like we have our eyes on the animated TV series and we're going to you know market this with Aladdin wearing sunglasses and riding on a skateboard <laughs> and yeah, mm, it, it, yeah. But I don't know. I I think he's got a charm to him and they they have a they do the save the cat moment and he gives his food to the little kids instead of eating himself. Yeah. So you know it's okay to be rooting for him even though he's a thief. This was what kind of my major problem with it in total I think uh, was that real just basic predictability and really by the numbers, oh, look how good this guy is, look how bad this guy is kind of attitude. I think when I say it's dated, that's what I mean. I think Disney are much more sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Disney, have, yeah, they've got a lot more postmodern and audiences have as well. You have to be more like that now to for it to play. I, I think it plays fine here. I agree, it's simplistic, but it's not a bad thing. Thing. It's not well, that's why I'm saying outdated rather than yeah, bad. Yeah. I think it's just sort of yeah, things have moved on. But then, but yeah, but then, but then, you know, I th- the, the film before that was Beauty and the Beast, which really transcended all those things. And you know, they made the good guy a, a monster. You know, the good guy is essentially this this chimera weird hairy thing, and then the villain is your stereotypical Disney prince, really, and he's this mm. handsome guy. Yeah. So then for after that, for it to be, to just kind of go back to what it was originally doing, where, you know, the 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 good guys are like, you know, good-looking teens, and then the bad guy is just this really grotesque kind of that that is another looking villain. Yeah, that's something this film does get criticised for when people criticise Disney is how much of an example of the if you're attractive you're good, if you're ugly you're evil yeah. trope. This film is especially especially when in the in the beginning monologue he says you know like so many things it's not what's uh, outside it's what's inside that counts. Mm. And then for the film to just you know, yeah. completely kind of turn that on its head. Yeah. <laughs> and, you but, know, I, yeah. I think it's probably pointed to a lot more here because Jafar looks a hell of a lot more ethnic than Aladdin, <laughs> who mm, practically yeah. is white, <laughs> even though he's not yeah. white. Um, but I, I don't know if that's all entirely, you know, Jasmine's drawn in a way that's also very ethnic and not white, mm. I would say. So it. it and the Sultan is not ethnic at all. It's <laughs> just, yeah, it's just a bumbling just like, little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 dated. You know what, lads? It's very problematic, if you ask me. <laughs> I think you can't be getting. Away. I once had a friend, and she was raped. You see, she was very badly raped. And I said, I said, was he from Agrabah? She says yes. And I went round to Agrabah with a kosh, and I was spoiling for a fight. You know, oh, I went Welsh there for a minute. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, okay. I just like. <laughs> I'd like to apologise. West Country. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to, where am I from again? I can't remember. <laughs> wow. Oh god. I'd like to apologise for what I just said. I've realised that I was wrong in the past. This is like Robin Williams doing okay. uh, like a priest character. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nanu Nanu. <laughs> um, right. Uh, I forgot 
going into this, I mean, I didn't forget, but it, it still struck me just how gorgeously Disney animates stuff, or used to mm. when they were doing hand-drawn animation. Um, yeah. This film is absolutely beautiful, and, and in terms of the actual animation, by which I mean the movement of the characters, the individual mm. drawings, and how you get from one pose to another pose, this is one of the best um, yeah. animated films I think ever made, frankly. Yeah, certainly. And um I think that's I think that's seen mostly in the genie. I really yes, like the kind yes. of the big swooping long lines, you know, that go from like from his hand right to the tip of his kind of ghost tail mm. thing. Well I, I think you'll know more about this than I do, Howard, so I'll I'll throw over to you in a minute. But my understanding is that Disney almost cast their animators like as if they were casting the voices for each character. So on the lead characters I don't know if they still do, but I believe they used to basically say, right, you're animating Aladdin, you're animating Genie, you're animating Jafar. And so you get these kind of, well, this is the actor who's good at doing big, stocky, brutish characters. This is the animator who's good at doing the kind of wispy, weird ones. Um, And I believe the guy who did Genie based him on, it was a caricaturist's work? Yes, it was a caricaturist called Al Hirschfeld who um, who used to do caricatures for the New York Times, and his his style is very distinctive. It is all those really yeah. kind of long, continuous lines kind of throughout, lots of like um, curves and round, like arms spiraling round and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when when you look at his caricatures and then look at the genie, you can see exactly yeah. where that where that's come in um but yeah you're absolutely right they kind of they cast the the character they kind of assign a character to an animator and then they have like a kind of subdivision of of animators beneath them but like like those people work specifically on it yeah that they've got someone in sort of in charge of it a personality bringing to it you know well i think i think it brings a lot to 90s disney do you do you know if they still do that now it's cgi or is that a thing of the past I don't, I think I think they still do, but obviously it's a completely different yeah. process. But yeah. I think I think they do still do that That's because cool. I think they just they just want a core group of people to just really fully understand mm. that character inside and out and make sure that they get that absolutely right. I, I think it really shows in Disney's work. Um, yeah. So I, do you know it well enough that I could say, for example? The guy who was in charge of animating Jafar. Could you tell me some other characters in Disney films? Yeah, I, I'm going to guess Scar from The Lion King, maybe. Scar from The Lion King. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Okay. He also did Gaston oh, in Beauty and the Beast. Okay. He also did King Triton in The Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, what about Aladdin? So yeah. What What else is that? Uh, Aladdin was animated by Glenn Keane, who also did Ariel. He did The Beast. Um, okay. The Beast, by the way, I will say, I think is just one of the most beautifully designed and animated mm. characters in all yeah. of Disney. Um, and he also did Tarzan, and he did Pocahontas as well. Okay. What about Jasmine? Uh, that was a guy called Mark Hen. I think he also worked on Ariel. I think they kind of did Ariel yeah. together. He sense. also did Belle. Yeah, and I think he didn't. I think he did Nala and the Lion King. So yeah, so there is there is a thing of. For the most part, you know, they they almost had like a leading man guy, a leading girl yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a supporting character guy, a villain guy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that that shows, I think. I I really like it, and I I kind of I almost wish they would embrace it 
you know, because it's Disney, they're known for animating. I almost wish they would oh, embrace no. it to the point that they like credited the animators along with the mm. actors, it like right up front in the credits, like Aladdin, voiced by so and so, animated by so and so on the same page. Yeah. That that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, think that should be Alex yeah. Lambert, you know. I really think that Eric Goldberg, who animated the genie, I think oh, he's I think his talent it, oh he is such an unsung hero that film. Robin Williams was obviously excellent and he obviously yeah. deserves his his praise. But to bring that to life so with yeah. such talent and such flow and fluidity, mm. I, I really think he doesn't get enough credit for what he did on that film. I completely agree. I, I maybe the argument that Robin Williams is like the biggest asset in this film, but then I would say he's the second biggest one. Yeah, but I think that that character as well is so scattershot mm. that it must be difficult just to get hold on yeah. how to approach yeah. it. You know, mm. it must have been a difficult job anyway, but yeah. to do it well. Yeah. I just, well, I just what what I love about Aladdin really is one of the one of those Disney films where it it just you look at it and you just think I can't imagine this in any other medium, and we'll we'll come to this later, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, uh, just yeah. just the, the the fact that you know you have the genie who. You know, he grows he grows big and he opens his mouth and his tongue oh God, forms yeah. a staircase and then a smaller genie in a top hat comes out yeah. of his mouth and yeah. you just have all this stuff that is just impossible to do in in live action, I hate to say. This is an animator's film. This is like... By which I mean this is a film for people who geek out on animation and I, I yeah, think it's which probably... Which I certainly do. Yeah. yeah, I think this is particularly popular amongst like animation nerds because it's just such a showcase of talent even by disney standards i think this is one of their biggest achievements in terms of animation um mm. and and there was a lot of technological breakthroughs as well with computer well i was gonna ask is, is that magic carpet is that computer yep. generated because it, it looks so they different did, to the they to the... they animated the the actual general layout so kind of the rectangle and the movements of the kind of rectangle and the tassels that was hand drawn animated but mm. then they did a digital they did like a digital print of the, the design pattern, of the carpet it, yeah. W- yeah which they then kind of projected onto the hand drawn right. animated shape so there's a, so that was brand new that yeah. yeah and that's why in the sequels the carpet looks shit <laughs> yeah basically yeah because they yeah because they the, couldn't the, afford to do the same thing and also the um the tiger head is I believe the first fully three D animated yeah kind of character with dialogue yeah. in a Disney film ever and I mean we talk about stuff being dated in this film I think that's one of the most egregious examples of it but fair play it was it was um pushing the envelope mm. at the time and yeah um so i i haven't really got much else to say other than i i really love this film i i think it is disney pretty much at its best firing on all cylinders almost all of it works very well in my opinion yeah i agree i think i just to go back to robin williams just because mm. i i just quite like to the, the genie really is one of my favorite characters in in all of animation yeah um I think you're really warm to the genie. Oh, God, I think he yeah. does a really he does such a great job of not only does he hit all the comic points and all the jokes, but the emotional moments yeah. really sink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I think in a lot of cases it's more emotionally it's it's almost more about the genie than it is about Aladdin. Completely, really, yeah. in in a lot of in a lot of ways. And I think also because I remember when I was a little kid, I still found the genie funny. I found the things that he did and the kind of things that he morphed into funny. 
and it wasn't even it wasn't until I was a teenager that I knew oh he's being Jack Nicholson or he's being mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, it was still funny to me as a kid, and I didn't have to know who it was because it still kind of made sense. I, I have to say, my understanding is Robin Williams was pretty much just let loose to improvise and make stuff up yeah. in the recording booth. And then these poor sods had to animate it. Too. And, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. and, and the animators just had to figure out how to sync that up with what he was doing. And I, my understanding yeah. is he wasn't saying, right, well, that was an impression of this, that was an impression of that. So I do find it remarkable that they were able to tell who all those characters were supposed to be, because as much yeah. life and energy as Robin Williams brings to it, his impressions, they're not... Um, the ever impressive. The one But never duplicated. Genie of the Lamp. Right here, direct from the lamp. Right here for your very much wish fulfillment. Thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wish fulfillment? Three wishes to be exact. And Ixnay on the wishing for more wishes. That's it. Three. No substitutions, exchanges, every time. Well, I think it's a great film. Alan, <laughs> are you going to say um, I mean, I, I liked a lot of it, but I just felt the story was just so sort of simple. And the whole first half hour without the genie, and I was just like, oh, fucking get on with it. I give it a seven. Uh, that's fair, yeah. I, I give it a nine out of ten. I'd, I'd give it a nine. I think, you know, it has flaws, but ultimately it, it was one of my favourite childhood films and has kind of continued into adulthood and it actually inspired me to want to be an animator at one point and, you know, yeah, and it's sort of since influenced me to want to be an actor and voice actor and stuff, so it's just had a huge influence on my life and I can't really argue with that, so, yeah. Could you take on a a genie-type character? Have you got the the improving comedy chops nah not really i wouldn't yeah not i wouldn't really. <laughs> yeah I, I would be terrified i, I, to jump I could into i, that I pretty much do it on this podcast every week <laughs> oh ding dong look at it oh, no. yeah but it's like yeah if we if we wanted a character that just fucking quoted donkey all the time it'd be fine oh it's me japanese bond i'm actually here oh. for a reason yes. I'm, I'm here actually to tell you lads uh sorry about this howard you won't have a fucking clue what's going on but my name's japanese bond <laughs> I'm the James Bonds from the uh, the James Bond movie where Sean Connery goes Japanese. <laughs> they put a bit That's of fake tan on me. It's a racist film. Oh, so I, I like to drink sake. Uh, sh- I like to eat sushi. Uh, what else? <laughs> what else? Sh- sashimi. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of tasty sashimi. I drive a Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to tell you about something else. Uh, might be Japanese. I think it's American, actually, but it's on the internet, and the internet's quite Japanese in a lot of ways. Don't you think? It's called Patreon, lads. Uh, you lads, you've got another subscriber on your Patreon. Oh, good. He's, he's called uh, he's called B Bpo two seven nine seven. Sure, thank you, Bpo. Bpo. I don't. I don't think that's his real name. No. <laughs> two seven. He's telling seven. you to Bpo, isn't he? <laughs> We're getting followed by bots. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd also like to give another a, a special thanks to uh, Mr. Thomas Patton, uh, oh, yeah. Tom Patton, who who of course was already a, already a subscriber, but he's upped 
upped his donation for some reason. God, fuck knows why you'd want to give this show <laughs> any more than the job. bare minimum, but thank you very <laughs> much, <up>. Thomas, for, <laughs> for upping no your donation. No Japanese Bond, you're supposed to be our mascot. Just oh, shite, shite. <laughs> shite, lads. Um, oh, Japan. Japan. They're, they're what do they do in Japan, lads? They sell Patreon accounts. Oh, Adam was Chinese, wasn't he? There's nothing, no Japanese links to this film or anything. Oh, I tell you what's Japanese, lads. Right. The animation wing of Disney that animated the second half of Return of Jafar. All right, I'll leave you to it, lads. See ya. <laughs> Is that right? Oh. <laughs> Just dropping a little bit of knowledge <laughs> on his way. Oh, wait, uh, mate. We Well, while you're here, before yes. you leave... Uh, we've mentioned Patreon. Can you at least give it a proper plug? And give oh, yeah, yeah. Right, lads. So, you, you listening out there in, in Looney Town, listening to this shite, <laughs> you, you can tell I've not been on the show in a while. I'm getting pissed off with these lads. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Dim Returns, right? You go there, yeah. there's some bonus episodes, mini shows. Early access to shite. We give you a shout out on the show, like Bpo two seven nine seven got. Yeah, sure. Go there. It's only one dollar. One dollar a month, lads. I mean, what what can you buy for a dollar in this in this day and age? I'm in a bad mood, lads. Can you tell? Yeah, well, you sleep all right. Is everything okay? Yeah, I'm just I'm dreading getting on that that bullet train back home. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely crammed full. What is going on? It's <laughs> good. He's got all the Japanese references down. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm, a, I'm actually off now, lads. See you later. All right. Good. All right. Uh, good to see you. All right. We'll just. <laughs> so the return of Jafar, though, as as uh, as Japanese Bond just uh, alluded to, was handed over to new people to animate, among other things. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is what I was going to ask. Right? Inferior. <laughs> Inferior. Because I. Mm. From my from my um, from my non uh, my layman's view of watching animation, I can tell that Return of Jafar is not as good as Aladdin. Like it feels more like a Saturday morning cartoon tank TV show. Ding ding ding. But why is that? What is it that uh, that makes it that? I believe this was pretty much as good as produced by people who made the Aladdin animated uh, Saturday morning cartoon um, yeah it was why, originally cons- why does it look different what, what what is it what's what's what makes that animation to even to my eye go oh that's a bit cheaper so there's the the talent involved you know it's like hiring a a, a lesser cast or a, a you know there's there's talent behind it there's the amount of money that you can spend on um i think time and resources as well and the amount of time given as well, I, I think this sort of stuff is turned around a lot. Um, but but why, what I'm asking is, what I'm asking is, when I watch that, I don't think, oh, I can tell this is cheaper and that's been done quicker because of this. What is it that I'm seeing subconsciously that makes me think, oh, this is cheaper? Is it the the way they move? Is it the way the bodies move? It's just not as natural or something. Is um, it, I, I have it? to say, for for what this is which is essentially television standard animation, it is actually very high quality. Um, It only seems really shite because it's being compared to some of the best animation ever produced. Um, But yeah, it's a step down, so the movements aren't nearly as expressive. One of the big things you're probably picking up on subconsciously is that the characters um, go off model quite a bit. 
So, yeah. right, what, what does that mean then? Yeah, like so I, say, I'm, I'm, I am the uh, avatar of the audience. Here, so layman. you What's will it? have in any in any animated thing, or typically speaking, you will have the model, the kind of the bible, if you will, for what that character looks like. They always have to, their eyes always have to be this big in proportion to their nose, in proportion to you know their their head should stay mm-hmm. this big in proportion to their arms and mm. the rest of their body. Um, in cheaper animation. You know, as you probably know, whenever you, if you've tried to draw stuff, it, you can fuck the proportions up. It doesn't quite look right. In cheaper animation, you will get inexperienced animators, less talented animators who will not be able to stick to model. But beyond that, there will be fewer opportunities to redo something when it doesn't come out looking right. Yeah, because of yeah. time and money. Yeah, yeah. So you often just have to roll with the punches. So one of the weirdest things about watching these uh these sequels is that it's weird to see disney characters go off model because it's such an unprofessional like cheap thing to see but these are like high quality disney characters that you're seeing do it and and then they never go massively off model here but it's it's subtle enough you you definitely do pick up on it um, well that's what i think i basically i'm i'm not looking at it and going oh that's off model i'm just notice that something's not quite yeah. as smooth or but okay can i yeah. ask then uh, like how does this animation process work because you have to have someone who designs a character originally surely yeah and then mm. do you have a team of people that you create a model and they have to stick to that and draw it exactly the right every time. Well, you 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 have. Um, I'm not really sure how it works with the television side of things, to be honest. But I know with with Aladdin, the film, and and with any other film, the lead animator is the person who designed the character. Mm-hmm. So, well, it presumably is, it is with several so they people have, looking over their shoulder. Oh, going, they'll yes, they'll do hundreds. Oh, of course, not, of course, yeah, hundreds, literally, if not thousands, of different designs and versions of the character, mm-hmm. and there'll be producers ticking them off and saying, I like this, I don't like that, give him that, give him more of a Vincent Price feel. Yeah. Um, okay, so on a, something like an Aladdin, like a big budget thing, like what's the team work? So is there is there literally a team who's drawing Genie and then someone's doing the backgrounds and then someone's doing Aladdin stood next to him? Yeah, the, the background artist yeah. on a film like Aladdin will be a completely its own thing. Um, yeah. yeah. And you also have effects animators for things like water and yeah. fireworks and stuff like that. That's not a character. Yeah, in fact, in fact um, even on a low, relatively low budget TV level, you would I like backgrounds. People are typically their own thing. They just do like paintings of backgrounds, essentially. Whereas it's quite a different skill set, I think. I say that's what I was going to ask. Is that a different skill set, or is that like how you start and then doing characters more involved, so you can move on to that when you're more experienced? I'm sure you can move or around is it a quite a skill? lot. I'm sure people do, but I mean, it is definitely a different skill set. I mean, it, it certainly till recently mm. they used to be literally different mediums you'd be working with. You know, one was pencil and paper, one was paint, <laughs> basically. So, mm. um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, so what happens then? Because it, if it's drawn with pencil and you know, on paper, your basic outline. Then what is it? So coloring is a different process. So you uh, so you would have you'd have your original rough animation. So you would have you would have somebody kind of animating, you know, a particular scene or a particular shot, and that would kind of be fairly that would be fairly rough just to get the kind of idea of it, and then that would be sent to the cleanup department, who would do. They would kind of trace over each of those frames and do a neat version of yeah, it, like a thick pen um, outline version of it. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they, I have to say, are kind of the real unsung heroes of Disney because they actually yeah. properly draw what you actually see on screen, and they never get enough credit. But anyway, um, and just then, traces. Yeah. Hey man, let me ask you something. Somebody draws something and then draws the exact same thing, like right on top of it, without going outside the original designated art. What do you call it? I don't know, man. Tracing. <laughs> see. <laughs> yeah, but 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 still, but still, I mean, but some animators are better than others, and, yeah. and some some do very rough, very sketchy drawings, mm. and sometimes a clean-up artist really has to work hard to figure out actually what yeah. they want. But anyway, um, and then that that clean image will be kind of you know scanned into a computer and you know coloured in and what have you, and then that will be put on the yeah. on the background. And in the old days, certainly when this was being produced, colouring it in meant literally painting the uh, cells yeah but nowadays it's all digital you just i think i think it's generally just I, I don't i think the process is different i think they probably have an animators working on sequences and shots rather than characters yeah and, and so that's TV, probably yeah. why they're a little bit more off model and i think also i think it's fewer frames per second if i'm not mistaken that i is, think it's yeah. probably do you know how many frames per second aladdin the film was it's twenty four. Okay, but for, but is that for most Disney animated? But is that um, true? Twenty four frames per second, as in actually twenty four drawings per second? Because I know American TV animation standard is twenty four frames per second, but they photograph each of those frames twice, so it's actually twelve frames a second. Uh, but then, in, if it, oh, I see. But if it's a particularly a patin- like intricate motion, they need to get they'll put the effort in and do some extra drawings just to kind of essentially mm. up the frame rate for that shot. Um Yeah. No, it's um it's genuinely 24 okay. frames per second in 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 proper original Disney movie animation. I mean, I can't speak for for Disney TV, but I imagine they are like standard American TV animation. So Yeah, they, yeah you can right, probably that. halve that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Alan, lower frame rate. Yeah. And so I know I know I know definitely the Simpsons, there's like animation farms where you just send them out to be yeah, done, yeah, right? Yeah. Ship them off to Korea, yeah. Mm. Is that just yeah. to do do the kind of the legwork? The, yeah, is... the, the, the shit jobs, basically. So certainly on the Simpsons, Futurama, stuff like that, I think most of the animation is typically done in America, um, in, in-house, in terms of this character, I'm going to draw them here, then I'm going to draw them over there where they end up. I'll, I'll maybe draw a few poses in between, then we'll send that off to Korea and they'll draw like a hundred in between pictures mm, to fill yeah. in the gaps and do all the hard work for us. I think Disney's different because they have their own animation houses. Uh, the Return of Jafar made use of a brand new Australian animation house that um, I think had just opened up and sort of essentially made a bit of a pitch for, for this as a project and they did the first oh, okay. half and then the second half was handled by their Japanese animation house which I think was a lot more established for TV and this sort of mm. stuff so that'll be another factor then as well just just simply less experienced yeah. animators yeah. actually working on it as yeah. well we should note this went straight to video Mm-hmm. And that's not because they made it and it was shit. It was produced for the straight-to-video market, uh, which was the first time Disney ever did this. More than that, it was oh, really? the first mm. American animated film that ever went straight-to-video. Right, so okay. quite a, again, quite a groundbreaking thing, really. Because, I mean, Disney, 
god, they 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 milked this model dry for the next fifteen oh, yeah. years or so until they merged with Pixar and and John Lasseter was it basically said, well, stop that. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and apparently there was originally some resistance that doing this would um, water down, diminish, tarnish the Disney brand. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along mm. the way, they obviously stopped caring because that's exactly what they fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I think it has a lot more to do with kind of uh, like keeping the brand alive and kind of re- reprinting what already exists, yeah. kind of. Because yeah. if you think about it, you know. A, dis- a straight to a straight to video sequel is kind of a way of of sort of reminding people of an original film, an original thing, and they're now doing it with the live action remakes. It's just it's just a way of the company to kind of you know reignite something yeah. from a previous property. And I'm sure they'll find you. They'll be like VR experiences based on Aladdin and shit in the future or something. Who knows? They'll keep finding ways to do it. Yeah. Um, So this is a bit of an odd one, though. Disney made a a real industry out of its straight-to-video sequels, but this was, I think, produced really... It was conceived of as the first two episodes of the Aladdin TV series. The idea was to go in with an hour-long TV special to kind of launch the show, which I think Disney had done in Mm. the past. And somewhere along the line, some of the people involved were like, let's put it out straight-to-video, make it a proper movie. I suppose thinking about it, this is what night what was it ninety four ninety four yeah if you think videos really sort of came in in the well being a big thing in the mid eighties you know like I guess the but it was before, only really the early nineties when they started to be something everyone could everyone buy had, you know, yeah and you didn't so just it makes rent. sense yeah. it was a new model a new yeah. business model yeah they're taking advantage of it yeah like, makes sense um. Mm. And I mean, I used to love the Aladdin TV series. I don't know if you watched it at all, Howard, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great Saturday morning cartoon. I imagine if I went back to it, I'd still think, yeah, you know, it's kid stuff, but it's a decent attempt at it. Mm. Um, And I think watching this, I think you can see that quality on show. It's just that for the love of God, keep it at 20 minutes because you guys are not good (laughs) enough to sustain a, a, a feature length plot yeah. and i mean barely a feature yeah. length uh, an hour and nine minutes i think is the runtime um yeah because this is just a very it's a bit of a slog this film it's hard work <laughs> yeah yeah nothing really happens i think that the stakes are just too low throughout for it to be interesting if it was a 20 minute episode you'd think yeah fair enough but yeah but it's one of those where it's like it it does kind of make like the story just kind of makes sense as a sequel yeah. to Aladdin, so it kind of you know that kind of justifies it, and you know I can I can understand why they've made it a feature length thing rather than just a random episode because yeah. if Jafar came back in an episode, mm. it would be a bit underwhelming. So yeah. you know, so th- this I, I can, this really is a bridge to the series. It's setting up how Iago is now a good guy because they wanted to keep him in the mm. show. It's setting up Genie yeah. coming back, even though he went off and was free. Um, yeah, all these little and also his yeah know. his powers being slightly lesser than they were yeah. and all that stuff. It all makes sense. It's just very. Um, it, it spends about half, if not two thirds, of its runtime kind of going through all this stuff before it actually gets into the plot. <laughs> what little plot there yeah. is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so so Robin Williams was understandably pissed off uh, and said, like, fuck you, I'm not coming back to another one. So they hired Dan Castellaneta, who is best known as Homer Simpson and many, many, many other characters on The Simpsons. And, yeah, I mean, he's one of the big heavyweight voice actors in that, you know, he can do lots and lots of voices. So it makes sense mm. from that point of view. Not, I mean... I would make an argument that he's too good at being at doing voices to be the genie because <laughs> it's jarring <laughs> how suddenly the genie can do all these different voices instead of just like yeah. Robin Williams sounding <laughs> like him. The genie used to just sound like he liked yeah, doing a yeah. silly impression here and there, whereas now it's like, look, he's transforming into all these different yeah. characters properly. And yeah, so. I don't know, but I you can see the logic there. Um and of course yeah, he's got yeah. a he's got a kind of halfway decent Robin Williams impression down. It's quite easy yeah. to do that basic <laughs> kind of uh who the who who <laughs> it's it's parachute <laughs> <laughs> down into the Taj Mahal. I roll up later, all along the great great wall. I even made the same swinging power of fall. But who is with me through it all? The Moscow Circus hired me to fly party. On Mount Olympus One, a race with Hercules. It's easy when you're chased by Gallopin! When I sneeze I, I like actually in that in that song he does a whole list of ethnic voices. Uh, can we throw over to Liam Neeson? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he goes through, he does Chinese, French, Russian, he does like really thick accents for them, and then he gets to Greek. When he's like, I went to Greece, and you can tell he just thought, like, oh, what do Greek people sound like? So he does a British accent. <laughs> I don't approve of silly accents, uh, especially when they're deliberately over-exaggerated. So it's very, it's demeaning. What's the, sorry, what, what's oh, the meaning? Okay. What's the meaning? Oh, that's very racist, that you said there. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... um so, I mean, yeah, there is a big Robin Williams-shaped hole in this film yeah. that Dan Castellaneta can fill about 60% of. Yeah, and I, I think we've already spoken yeah. about how he just it just doesn't quite capture the the energy, yeah, like, it, despite his best But you can't. And... Like, like, that's what Robin Williams brings. Like, Robin yeah. Williams is so individual. It's not like, oh, someone's a bit like Robin Williams. It's just, it's like Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's kind of irreplaceable. It's, irre- it's um, uncopyable. If that's a word. Yeah, um, because it, it is will, just that yeah. natural ball of energy. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it it will always either feel like you know a, an impression of him, yeah. or it will, or it will, or it would just be a completely different yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're your only options, really. Yeah, with that kind of thing. Added to the cast here, we've got uh, Jason Alexander, who is really going for it. Actually, I think in in the role yeah. of the awful new character Abysmal. It's um, <laughs> a good pun. Yeah, Bond uh, villain. He, he brings a lot more energy to the role than I think the film deserves, frankly. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think he was a staple on the TV series, from what I remember. So I think he was probably just yeah. Know. I think the character was a reg- yeah, it was a regular character. I think really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what happens? Uh, Jafar comes back, but he's a genie now, and he tries to get revenge. Abysmal finds him. Jafar can kill him, which begs the question of, like, how genies are under any sort of slavery, because Jafar just seems to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants. 
I feel like the normal genie can also do whatever he wants, but I just I feel like he has a bit more of a moral code. Yeah. And he and he wouldn't do that. He's a he's just a kind yeah. of person. And I have to get in. In, in, in the second and third uh, films, you do question a few times. Why doesn't Genie just do some magic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There there is a prolonged sequence in this film where Iago seems to not understand three dimensions uh, existing. Forgets that he could fly upwards to avoid a tiger instead of just sideways. <laughs> that that annoy anyone? <laughs> Just me. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it for my notes on this film. <laughs> I, I think this really is just a load of nothing. This film, it's just yeah. classic inferior disposable sequel. It feels like a TV pilot. They they do they seem to struggle with Aladdin because they have to have him as this like street rat thief, but like so he goes and robs from the rich <laughs> or the bad guys and gives to the poor. And then goes and lives in the palace with his <laughs> girlfriend, who's like yeah. <laughs> living on high, yeah. and <laughs> the one percenters. It never, they never quite address it. Yeah. <laughs> it just sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I noticed they never sort of bring up is that you know the the sultan is the sultan, and they keep referring to how Princess Jasmine will one be, one day become the queen. They never use the word sultana. Uh, they seem to <laughs> they seem to be <laughs> avoiding that just. <laughs> Because it sounds stupid, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, telling telling someone that she will one day be a sultana, you it know, just is, won't play is, is, to a like yeah, an American it, it child. I'm gonna get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, what about the songs? The songs, eh? Um, I can't really remember any of them. It's it's. I mean, it's clearly not a patch on on anything Alan Menken's ever done. They feel it's, like an obligation. It's like this film goes, oh, well, the first <laughs> mm. one was a musical, so this has to be a musical. I guess we better just get through it. Yeah. They're not bad, but they're very of Saturday morning American television standard, by which I, it, it's something yeah. I, I can't quite put my finger on, but it's like they'll write these lyrics that have little jokes in them, but then it's at the expense of the rhythm and the patter, and the, the actors are like struggling to get the words out in time with the music. And the performance mm. doesn't quite sound like they've done enough takes to get it right, and it always just sounds a bit yeah. clunky and lifeless and and shit. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just a bit more throwaway. Yeah, yeah than, that's than it. It's anything. like I think it's like how a lot of people who don't like musicals just think of and watch musicals. It's not like this is a yeah. song I want to go home and listen to later on. It's not like a show-stopping moment in the film. It's just oh, we're filling three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I really don't particularly like this uh, film. I think it's kind of shit, and it's a shame because I, I think, <laughs> I think Aladdin is one of the few Disney films out there that actually really would lend itself to a sequel if they wanted to do it properly. Mm. I, mm. I give it a four out of ten. Uh, I gave it a five, which was just a kind of like, ugh, I don't, I don't even remember what I watched for the last hour. I'd better give it a five. <laughs> yeah, it's so kind I'd, of quickly I'd, forgettable. Yeah, I'd I'd probably say a five. It's not it's not harmful. It's not offensively yeah. bad. It's just kind of it's just kind of there. Yeah, you just kind of sit through it. It's like background noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then the TV series ran for 
I think a standard Disney order that what's that 65 episodes something like that Disney have these weird rules with how many episodes of stuff they make and then they so I think it ran for two years yeah. basically 94 to 95 I'm gonna guess and then the series finale the kind of big wrap up of the series was the third uh, final Aladdin movie Aladdin and the King of Thieves and it really feels like they went out of their way to make something as good as they possibly could this time, which is not the sense you get mm. from Return of Jafar. Um, and a, a huge, huge, huge part of that is probably because they patched things up with Robin Williams. Yeah. I, I believe, basically, the CEO of Disney had to quit and be replaced by someone else who then publicly apologised to Robin Williams for mm. it to happen, and they still had to pay him a million dollars this time instead of uh, scale. I don't know quite how yeah. much that was for 1996 money doing a voiceover gig. I imagine it was pretty reasonable. I doubt he did 16 hours of material for them this time round either. I imagine no, it was more I, like uh, half an hour <laughs> in the in the. Yeah, movie, but, yeah. Well, yeah. the ma- the major thing I noticed in terms of the genie was his sort of cultural references and little ingags were so much more it felt like egregious. they were written into the script yeah yeah there's like a lot mrs doubtfire yeah. um disney and then references. loads of disney references yeah. which yeah just felt there, like there's a scripted. lot more disney in there there was yeah it and, and it, it didn't feel as kind of as as much a part of what he was what he was saying or what he was doing it felt a little bit more tacked on mm. i think in this i version. agree yeah just like, a lot less natural I mean, for example, he has this scene with Jasmine where he's trying to cheer her up, and then randomly at the end of it, he just turns into Bing Crosby and Bob Hope know, and has a yeah, conversation yeah, with himself. Yeah, and, it and it's literally, what, it's like, what does this have to do with the story? This has nothing to do with anything. The kids love Bing Crosby. And <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. They were very good cultural reference in 1994. Um, you know what else is a massive improvement in this one? The musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're still actually. not amazing, mediocre, but they mm. are a lot better. They feel like someone's really tried to write the best songs they could. Was this one a different singing voice for Aladdin? Because he sounded different. It was. It was the so in every film, it's been the same voice actor and the same singer, um, which is a different yeah. person. Obviously, but mm. for some reason, it just sounds more different in this one. Yeah, it just jumped than out. It does in like, any of the others. When he it goes from speaking really... to singing, it was much more obvious. I don't know if it's just because he's, you know, he's talking and then and then singing like close to the speaking bit, so you mm. can hear the yeah. the distinction more closely than you do in with a whole new world and stuff. But I, it, yeah, I, that was the same with me. It really stood out. Maybe they just didn't. Maybe they didn't have as much time to kind of. Yeah. Do the sound work on and do different and takes to yeah. kind of yeah yeah. Uh, who else? So we've got a returning cast, and we have got the addition of John Reese Davies as Aladdin's daddy. Which, <clears throat> I mean, I'm okay with John Reese Davies. The voice doesn't quite fit here. Doesn't it's like it's too bassy or something. I don't know. It's just I quite doesn't... like him in this. I I was thinking, oh, they should have it's got not Patrick Stewart. Just... Yeah. They should have said, "Mate, come be in the third Aladdin. You wanted to be in it." They, like, oh, I guess he was still doing Star Trek: The Next Generation. They weren't offering made, the same so, money yeah. by that point. No, no, no. <laughs> you got John Reeves Davis as your poor man, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so this, this, 
I mean, basically, I think this is a much better film than Return of Jafar. This feels like it was... Return of Jafar feels like it was produced halfway as episodes of a TV show and then got mashed into, like, square peg mashed into a round hole and it doesn't really work. This feels like it was built from the ground up as a straight-to-video film. So there's a coherent plot with structure. It's got an emotional arc of Aladdin, like, Mm. meeting his dad and all that comes with that. I think this film was better than the second one, but... I found the plot so weak and thin and, and just... It needed by the, But just like, you see, oh, a mysterious man with his face covered. Next scene, Aladdin, oh, I wonder who my dad was. Oh, right, okay, I wonder mm. where that's going then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, just... And then the whole thing with them, I never got their relationship. I, I missed the point where the dad had a redemption. It just suddenly went, do you know what? I'm not bothered about gold anymore. I like you as a son. <laughs> There was no kind of point where that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then at the end, didn't he just kind of go back to it anyway? Yeah. I'm sure he just... I've not watched it in a long time, but I'm I'm sure he just kind of teamed up with Iago and then was just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep being a thief. Yeah. Surprising amount of nuance for a Disney production, eh? All the thieves are like, oh, we're really evil. We could be more evil if it wasn't for that bloody good guy leading us. Oh, yeah, he's a thief, but he's a good fella. Um, we want to go out raping and pillaging, but he won't let us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, there's a guy who there's a guy who stabs an elephant in this film. Oh, he should have electrocuted him and, and Full on for- <laughs> put a big belt round its neck <laughs> to kill it. <laughs> oh, topsy. <laughs> I would give this one a six out of ten, which I think is you know, this was a lot more pleasant to just kind of have on and sit through and mm. yeah. Well, I, yeah. I gave this a five, but it's a stronger five than the last one. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> For whatever that's worth. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I'd, I'd give it a six as well. I think I, I feel the same as you, Sol. I think, you know, it, they're, they're clearly doing the best that they can, and they are tr- clearly trying to make it as good as they can, but, you yeah. know, it's just, it's never going to be as good as yeah, Aladdin. Yeah. It just, it just, you know. I think Robin Williams is worth a point alone. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, those are the Aladdin films, but why are we talking about them? Because they are doing another one, aren't they? They're bloody doing a a new version, a live action version, and they've uh, they've they've enlisted to to avoid Liam Neeson, to avoid any complaints of uh, Hollywood whitewashing or cultural appropriation or anything like that. They've enlisted the help of the well known Middle Eastern Muslim director. Guy Ritchie. Oh wait, no, he's one of the whitest <laughs> men in the world. <laughs> wait a minute, uh, ding dong! Oh, it's Muslim Guy Ritchie. I'm not doing, I'm not doing. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> all right, all right. Let me just lay down some eggshells. <laughs> Please come in, no. Muslim Guy Ritchie. <laughs> no way, no. <laughs> no, no, not going to yeah, go there. I think, I think that's safe. You know, we have the. Well-known Asian actors here, uh, Will Smith and Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I think I think they really struggled with this film's casting. I think they, mm-hmm. as good as said it, they. But your your principal actors, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine, are going to be young anyway, so you're going to bring out someone exactly, old. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. you've mm. got your genie. They, that's your bankable name. That's exactly, who they brought exactly. in. Yeah, you got Alan Tudyk in. He's, yeah, he's nothing he's but little, bird voices now. Little mascot um, now for some reason. 
Yeah. Who's Billy Magnuson as Prince Anders? What's that? Because Billy Magnuson is not a traditional. I assume Eastern. Prince Anders is the lookaboo. You never see a prince with with two horses. You look, he's a horse's ass. What, whatever his line is. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I believe that's exactly the line. Um, a horse with two rear um, ends. Look at that, Abu. It's not every day you see a horse with two rear ends. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one. Um, yeah. Well, he was called Prince Ahmed in the original one. I'm assuming. I don't know. I, I'm assuming he's going to be like a suitor to Princess Jasmine uh, yeah, or something. It must be a slightly more significant character because he's the fourth credited. Bef- yeah, he's credited yeah. before Aladdin on the IMDb page. Yeah, I, can, so I, I don't can, know what well, order that is that, on. But... They'll play up the arranged marriage. They're really pushing her to be with this guy throughout the film. It'll be him instead of Jafar making a move because that'll be too creepy with like the age difference. Hmm. That's my guess. Actually, how old's the guy playing Jafar? He's not actually that Marwan old. Marwan Kenzari, he was born in 1983. <laughs> so yeah, about 35. Quite okay. a young Jafar, really, isn't it? How old's the person yes. playing Jasmine? Is she an actual kid? Because that'll be why. Uh, Naomi Scott. Traditional Middle Eastern name. Yeah, well, Only 10 so, years, yeah, isn't it? That's, right. that's fine okay. by Hollywood standards. She's probably playing younger, though, isn't she? She'll probably, be. yeah. 18 or something. Well, uh, so... I mean, we'll, we, we're pretty much yet to see any of these actors in motion. I don't know about you, but I'm not familiar with most of them. No. But, you know, fair play. I'll look forward to seeing it. Um, basically, I, I watched the trailer for this film. Um, and do you ever have, like, an involuntary facial movement? And then you kind of catch yourself doing it. You know when something happens and you, like, <laughs> you, you have such a big grin or you, like, gasp. And you, you sort of catch yeah. yourself afterwards, like, oh god, like that was completely involuntary. Well, I, I don't think I've ever had it before, but I, I had like a completely involuntary scrunching up of my face in like absolute <laughs> repulsion when I watched this trailer. It was at work, and someone commented, like, what, well, you're right. And it was like, <laughs> what's wrong with your face? <laughs> like, I mean, I was never, sh- I was never sure about Will Smith as the genie, but. I didn't think they were actually going to have him doing the wiki wiki aha aha is a friend like me aha aha yeah. Oh great one who summons me I stand by my oath loyalty to wishes 3 I'm kidding watch this Watch out Fuck off, Will Smith. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> just stop it. Bad Will Smith. <laughs> I just wish they'd kind of... And they'd never do this, but I just... I wish that they'd gone really, really different with the genie. I wish they'd done something completely different so that you couldn't even consider Robin Williams in this version of it. Do you I, know what I, I mean? Kind of, I, I feel like they've gone out of their way to avoid... I I always said the obvious pick to me who would capture that level of playfulness, that ability to improvise... Shrek! <laughs> that, that warmth that comes with it. I always said Jim Carrey would have been the perfect yeah. guy to do it, mm. but that was in the mould of what Robin Williams did. If you want to go the other direction yeah. and something completely different, I think that's what they've done. I think that's what Will Smith is, but I just mm. do not like what they've... <laughs> it's like fucking Jared Leto is a joker. It's like, right, you're trying to do something different, and you're trying so hard. This is just... 
like I'm all for a different kind of mm. genie, but I just don't think Will Smith's the right guy. I just yeah, I just I, I I don't know. Like I feel like they could have maybe done like a female genie, yeah. which would be completely different, mm-hmm. or or have the genie actually be yeah, get, get evil and he's kind of part of the problem, or, or someone like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but... just just do something so different. But they just they just never would because it's all about you know marketing and kind of reminding you of what you liked the first time. Unfortunately, and he is the one opportunity to put an A list actor in the role, and they need at least one. Mm. So, have either of you seen the Aladdin stage show, the West End musical? I have not. I have yes. Oh, have you seen any at all, Alan? No, uh, friend of the show Judy Bignall went to see it uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and she said it was shit. So that's all I know about the Aladdin show. I'm Howard, afraid, I, yeah. I I believe you've seen quite a few of these Disney stage shows. It was almost like the blueprint for the current live action film remaking they're doing, wasn't it? That that was them printing reprinting the money again, like we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically. Um, I've never really, I've never really seen Beauty and the Beast. Um, but I did see, I've seen Lion King and I've saw The Little Mermaid on Broadway and I saw Aladdin when it first came here about three years ago, probably. Um, it's, Aladdin's a bit of a funny one because obviously in the UK we have, we have Panto and we have, we have the kind of pantomime thing. So like, Mm. so Aladdin often over here is done as a Panto. But like, but Americans don't really have panto, so I think they wanted to add that kind of element to it, to kind of because because Americans don't really know it. So for Americans, it was a bit like, oh right, cool, it's just kind of that's the kind of entertainment thing. But then it came over here and was virtually the same as it was on Broadway. So so over here we're a bit like, oh well, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of pantoey, really. Um, and there's a lot of there's one moment in particular that really stuck out where Aladdin and Jasmine meet for the first time and then he kind of takes her back to his random house thing and they have a conversation but he doesn't know that she's a princess and she just you know knows that he's a normal guy and that's when they meet for the first time and it's a really important scene because it's before he pretends to be a prince they're just people mm-hmm. talking having a conversation they get to know each other just normally as people they see yeah. them for who they really are in the stage show in that scene he did this really weird thing where he was like, he was being really fake and really posturing and like calling a babe and all this stuff. And, you know, obviously you, you have, you know, hand-drawn animation can do so much. It's virtually limitless. You know, film can do almost anything, but with stage, you are so, so limited. There is, there is so little you can do really. And the genie is just very different. He's more of a kind of, um, more of a kind of Cab Calloway, kind of personality mm. like a kind of jazz kind of cool guy than anything okay. else and it was it was fun and it was good and it and it worked for what it was and i really liked the guy doing it i think honestly at this point i think aladdin is just a write-off this new one it's gonna be shit yeah I, it's yeah. gonna be shit i'm very curious as to how it'll turn out. i don't think it's gonna be shit it, it might not be great but i think it'll be a passable bit of you know yeah that's all right i think it's gonna be a lot better than dumbo put it that way Oh, I can believe it'll be better than Dumbo, but... It couldn't be worse. But I also think it's going to be much closer to the original film than Dumbo. Dumbo really just went off and did its own thing with it, and mm. it wasn't great, but at least it was easier to compartmentalise. Where I think this is going to be much mm. closer to the Aladdin story we know. Yeah. If we're able to dig into 
the whole Disney canon and and do kind of dream remake. Like th- if I was a producer at Disney and I wasn't thinking mm. what's going to make the most money, I was thinking what you'd be immediately sacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I yeah. get commissioned off the back of being a live action Disney remake, but is the potential to turn out the best you know film? I might go for Atlantis. Yeah, because that was that was shit. But no one cares the concept was cool. There was some great yeah. visual stuff that they were playing with. Yeah, a lot to work with in that. I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's underrated. Yeah, I think. I think there are elements to it that mm. are that are good. But it 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 doesn't have the um, the recognition and the like. They would never do it just because most people probably don't know it's even a Disney film. Mm. Yeah, mm. but it's. But yeah, you're right. But yeah, you're right. That's certainly one that. That would warrant a remake, I think. I do the Aristocats. Oh, that's one I <laughs> bet. Get a load of cats. Yeah, I bet you that happens as a um, a Disney Plus streaming movie. I bet you they'll do them as CGI cats, though. I want real cats. What about? <laughs> I mean, it, Frozen must be coming at some point. I I think they're gonna piss off everyone by just being like, "Yeah, we'll remake a film from." Less than ten years ago, mm. <laughs> I don't know. We'll give it more time, maybe. I, don't, I mean, I think mm-hmm. they're pretty much they're nearing the point where they've they've done everything they can do. They've announced Lilo and Stitch is happening. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, again, it's for that Disney Plus thing. I think. Okay. So it's gonna okay. be a, it's gonna be like a TV movie essentially, but. Actually, there's quite. I'm looking now. There's quite a lot. They have, they haven't done Pinocchio yet. Well, there are, there are two that I would actually quite like to see, um, Pocahontas and The Black Cauldron, but that's that's because both of those, I feel, the stories kind of mostly have humans in and don't really lend themselves that much to actual animation, so it would make sense to do them in live action. And also, the films are kind of flawed, and there are improvements yeah. to <laughs> yeah, make to say there. They, they were both shit the first time, so let them try again. Try and get it right. How do you time. tell the story of Pocahontas now? Like, it's, now that everybody knows how well, I, I think we should turn to Liam Neeson for this one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting away from that one, lads. I mean, it's one thing to put a nice little ethnic girl in the main part, but it's still a total fabrication of history. <laughs> that's a that's a good point, Liam Neeson. I I, I hear what you're saying. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank just you. just black cauldron then. Black cauldron. <laughs> What's wrong with the coloured cauldron? Oh no! Wait, you can't say coloureds <laughs> oh, no more. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. African American cauldron. That's what it is. <laughs> Disney's the African American cauldron. <laughs> Zip it do die. I mean, no, 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 That never happened. That film never happened. <laughs> We're doing a Disney. Hit. Apparently not. Um, okay, well, that, that's Aladdin. Um, yeah. Anything else to say, or, or Liam? Liam, any final thoughts on uh, on on race race relations? Please, everybody, don't be racist. Thank you for listening, and thanks again to Howard for helping us out this week. If you would like to hear more of our take on Disney, then go back into our archives, where we recently looked at Dumbo, 
And we also did an episode focusing specifically on the live-action remakes. These can all be found at our website, dimreturns.com, and of course, wherever you normally find your podcast feeds. Thank you again, and we hope you'll be back next week. Support the show at patreon.com forward slash dimreturns. I have a very particular set of skills. They're not racist skills.